Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. One of the things you will find about me as you listen more and more to this podcast is that as best I can, I practice all of the things that we talk about in this podcast, right? There, there's nothing secret that I'm holding back. I'm not perfect by any stretch. Uh, my wife isn't perfect, although she's pretty close. And our marriage isn't perfect. And so while we may fall short of some of the standards and, and fall into some of the same traps that you all fall into, sometimes the, the, the things that we talk about on this podcast are, are things that I do in my own life whenever possible, right? There, there's nothing I'm, I'm holding back or any secrets that we're, that we're keeping here. I, I practice what I preach, right? I invest the same way that I tell my clients to invest. Um, we, my wife and I have figured out what's most important to us as a couple, and we make all of our financial decisions in line with this, the same way that I encourage all of you to do. Um, my wife and I have not bought a home um, for a variety of reasons up until this point. We are still renters. Um, both because we've been moving across the country from, from time to time every few years and haven't settled down long enough to be in a place where it made financially sense for us to buy. And because we're prioritizing investing in pay setter planning, like my business right now, uh, but we will be working toward that goal in 2021 and 2022. And we won't buy a home until we have 20% down saved up, just like I tell all of my clients to do, right? There, there's, there's nothing going on behind the scenes here that that's inconsistent with this message with one exception there's one thing i do differently than what i usually recommend couples to do and that's what i want to talk about today just in the spirit of full disclosure um when we look at my family's financial situation and all of our bank accounts and different things like we have combined everything or everything that we can Anyway, your retirement accounts are always individual accounts, no matter what. Um, but everything else we've combined, down to our Venmo account. Right? There, there, there is nothing more entertaining than the look I, I get from, from people sometimes when we when they see a Venmo come through from me and my wife together. It's got both of our pictures on it. Um, we've, we've combined everything. And, and I mentioned a couple episodes back that, that I typically don't recommend couples combine everything. I typically do recommend some sort of split between operating most of your finances out of joint accounts, but keeping some set to the side. Um, both options work. Um, some options, you know, I find for, for, for most couples, you know, keeping the kind of his, hers, ours bank account set up tends to work better over time. But that's not what I've chosen to do, to do in my own relationship. We've combined everything, which typically for a lot of couples is the second best option. Why? Why is there that inconsistency? There's a few reasons. Actually, I just I, I wanted to, to share them with you here today. First and foremost is that Mary Catherine, my wife and I, like neither one of us wanted to keep any of our money separate. 
you know, I, I often talk to couples who, you know, are used to operating out of separate joint, separate bank accounts. It's it's hard to make the transition to manage everything from a joint account. You've got to pick a new bank sometimes if you're operating from different banks or pick one of the ones that you each are using. Um, you need to move all of your auto payments and debits and all, all these things over, change your direct deposit. You know, th there's a lot of changes that, that happen um, that make it easier sometimes to, to kind of keep the separate accounts, at least keep them in place, even if you're not using them for everything. And we just had no desire to do that. Like we, we very quickly decided that, that we wanted to operate and as, as joint a manner financially as we could. And, and our, our second reason is kind of related to that. There, there wasn't any real concrete reason for us to keep things separate. Right? Mary Catherine, I don't think we've ever kind of fought about money in this, in this, in the way that you often hear about couples fighting about money, right? We've fought about other things, certainly. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that in episode two, but in terms of like saving and spending decisions, like we're pretty compatible when it comes to that, right? That the, every couple has their um, areas where they're more inclined to agree on and areas that might more often cause fights. Day-to-day -day spending decisions just isn't quite one of them for us. And, and so, you know, oftentimes I recommend keeping individual checking accounts for personal expenses if you're inclined to fight about money with your partner. Right? That, that's a really good reason to keep some money set aside. You can decide together how much should go into those individual checking accounts for personal spending. Um, but having a little bit of that personal autonomy can, can help make long-term financial habits stick if that's a problem that you're dealing with. And like I said, my wife and I have had many problems we've had to deal with, but that really just isn't one of them. Um, and so, again, in our, our mind, there wasn't really a reason for us to keep things separate. Um, and not only you know, are we pretty compatible in, in the ways that I've talked about, but you know, having financial autonomy from each other was pretty unimportant to us as well. Right? You know, we, we, had a, we came into our marriage with a long list of things we wanted to save for and get done financially, and we've been working through that list one by one. And you know, we haven't had any of the issues that can sometimes come up when couples move everything into joint accounts. And so, you know, we just, we, we haven't had those fights, so there hasn't been much of a need for it. And the real benefit, in, in my view, is that it's just easier to operate out of a joint account. You know, the, 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 the problem, any problem that we have had when it comes to making financial decisions is when we haven't had a complete lens, you know, or, you know a complete view into what's going on on a card where, you know, on a credit card, for example, where both of us are authorized users, but only one of us has had a login for whatever reason, right? Not having that visibility into what's going on across our entire financial picture, which is hard when we're dealing with accounts that are separate. Like, we just have found that harder to manage than keeping everything together. Like in our view, keeping, everything combined has just been a way to streamline the way that we manage our money together. Um, that's generally true across the board. Uh, again, if you, if you find yourself you know, fighting about money or wanting to maintain some sort of financial autonomy, um, that's, those are really good reasons to keep some of the separate accounts in place. And you know, what you might lose in kind of 
you know, the, the ease of, of management you'll get back by not setting yourself up to bicker more than you need to about money. Uh, but that's just not a choice that we've made. You know, I'll, I'll, at the end of the day, um, as somebody who spends, you know, all of his professional time, you know, thinking through money and marriage and how couples interact with each other when it comes to money, right? The, um, I, I, I do often recommend couples who I see in my in circumstances like me and my wife's, I do tell them to consider combining everything. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's the right choice for for everybody. And that's completely fine, right? We, we had an episode a few episodes back where we talked through the different ways that you can combine accounts or not the combined accounts. We talked through the pros and cons of each. All those are still true. It just so happens that in this one particular decision that me and my wife have made, you know, we, we go against what I usually tell people to do, at least to start, right? Oftentimes I find over time, couples do co- end up combining more and more, but you got to be careful about how you make that transition. Mary Catherine and I were very careful about that back in the day when we got married back in 2016. And I encourage you to be, you know, be careful and mindful of that today. But I just, I, I thought it was an interesting discussion, both because, you know, I do often kind of get questions about that joint Venmo account that, that sometimes seems a little bit over the top for people. And I completely understand why um, they, they might feel that way. But I wanted to, to at least have that discussion about, you know, this is kind of the one area I feel like sometimes I'm often preaching things that I don't do for myself. Um, but that's why. And I hope that that talking through that particular issue is is helpful for you and give some thought to to what you and your and your your spouse might handle these types of questions, right? Are, are you commonly bickering about money or not? And, and if you're not, then, then that's great, of course. If you are, that's completely normal. Most couples do. What sort of financial structures can we put in place for you to help minimize that risk? Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.